Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Hey, buddies. It's another episode of everybody's favorite podcast, BuddyCast. I'm here with my new buddy, Adam Chester. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy, buddy. This is fun. I love it. Awesome. Glad to have you on the show, someone as important as you. At first, I got to start out by asking, what sparked your interest in music? Like, how did you develop your musical talent? It was all a mistake. It all happened when I was a small child. It was terrible. They forced me, those evil parents. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I was... um, I don't know. I guess I will. First of all, thank you for having me on this show. Yes, 100%. Enough about me. Can we just talk about you for a little while, please? Sure. <laughs> so, so no, I, I, we'll, we'll get to you. I'll get yes. to the question. I don't want to be rude. Um, <laughs> so my, my aunt uh, at the time, my mom's sister was a huge fan of the Beatles. And, um, and so I grew up with, the Beatles in my head because she would visit and drill that in me. And so literally by the age of two, I have real to real tape of me sing uh, I guess my dad Whoops. One second. I think we're experiencing a little technical glitch. Yeah. I think we're experiencing. Yeah, I think we're experiencing a little technical glitch or something here, buddy. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna move closer to my uh That's better. That that seems better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think she's uh in charge of everything here. Mm -hmm. So um what was I saying before the internet interrupted me? You were a big fan. You were your aunt's a big fan of the Beatles and would visit all the time. Right. So uh, I literally, at the age of uh, two, I guess I was um, singing Beatles songs, and I have reel to reels of those with me, sort of almost getting words and and doing these Beatles songs. And um, and my dad, when he was alive, he would he would you know, sing to me too. So there was, there was a lot of music in the house. And so uh, my mom got me a keyboard when I was four. It was a little organ that sucked and I would sit and play it all, all the time. And I uh, was taking lessons when I was six, uh, when they bought me a piano. So music has always been, you know, just a part of me. And, and I've been playing piano since I was six years old. So long friggin' time. That's at least 10, 12 15 years now? I don't know. I've lost track. <laughs> mm-hmm. So go further down the road now. How did you find the okay, opportunity? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm walking further down the road now. <laughs> I love it. You're a comedian like me. 
No, no. <laughs> That'll be a yeah. sense of humor. Further, further down the road, um, uh, went to high school and uh, was totally in a, 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 a group called the Rock Ensemble, which was led by uh, this man, Doug Burris. And uh, he had MS and, and was having us take care of him. And uh, it was just a brilliant time to realize that a handicap isn't a handicap and uh he taught us just this passion for music that those of us were into it adhered to and um and that brought me into wanting to uh study music and i got into usc school of music and went from miami to uh la and just never left um and it was in la uh, after graduating with a, a BA in music, not really knowing what to do with that degree, I thought, why not work at a record store? Because that's what people do with a BA in music. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> so, uh, and it was at this record store that I met um, uh, Davy Johnstone. Mm. So it it all seemed to, it was a weird it was kind of a weird thing because I, I recognized him the second he walked in the store. Of course, he was looking for porn videos. And I was like, sir, please just exit the building. And <laughs> uh, uh, and then, of course, I said, oh, my God, it's Davey. And uh, we ended up being very, very good friends. He would uh, play on my demos. He uh, I mean, he, he was he's really quite a, an amazing uh, pal. I'm going to try setting this down here and hope no more internet disconnectors. Um, so, so it was there that really uh, I started diving into, you know, recording my own music and uh, working with Davey and uh, Lee Oscar, who played harmonica with war. Um, I was working with Barry White for a while. <clears throat> so, I was living a dream out here, you know, playing piano five nights a week in L.A. and and working with these incredibly talented musicians and, you know, finally getting to meet Nigel and uh, Nigel Olson. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I I had loved Elton since I was a a kid, you know, and I I would emulate him in my room playing piano. And, um, you know, it's just weird that I, that now I'm doing what I'm doing, which I guess we'll get to, but that was sort of the road that, that led to that. Mm-hmm. So how did that lead, like, how did that all lead to the Elton John experience that you now have? Well, so, um, you know, Davey and I were, were friends and, and Nigel, uh, as well. And, uh, and in 2004, Davey said, Hey, listen, um, Elton doesn't like to typically rehearse, um, and we need someone on vocals and playing his piano parts, singing his songs. And would you be up for it? I was like, yeah. Nice. And uh, so, you know, they they were doing um, CD recordings of uh, what we'd be rehearsing. And um, uh, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, those were the best. I, you know, the first rehearsal, I went out and bought a, a brown Adidas warm-up suit. Cause I had read that that's what he wore all the time at, at the time. And, uh, I went to, um, 
whatever that sports place was at the mall and bought a, you know, Adidas warm-up suit, came to rehearsal dressed in it, and all the guys were cracking up when I walked in. And, you know, from there, the imitation stopped, and at least I hoped it did. And I was trying to throw myself uh, into the mix um, and play these songs as if I wrote them because they meant that much to me. And um, I I didn't stray uh, because I, I knew I was there not to be a superstar, but to help the guys, you know, relearn these songs. Uh, it was the Captain Fantastic uh, reunion tour mm. that was happening in 2005 that we were prepping for. Um, so, um, but I just didn't want to, and nothing against anyone who, 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 um, you know, pays tribute to Elton with bands that sound like him. But mm -hmm. I, I really just wanted to do the songs, uh, honor them, but put a little of myself in it as well. Yeah. And they got a CD of it to Elton and Elton said, let's let's bring him along to Boston and New York and have him rehearse us there. And that's kind of where it dove into, you know, this is more than me just doing a favor for a friend. Um, because I guess Elton got behind it and that was super cool. I mean, mm. you know, that was an honor. Uh, and just getting to meet Elton, give him a hug, uh, you know, try not to maul him, uh, you know, cause I was so excited to meet him, <clears throat> you know, and that was sort of where everything uh, began in, in 2005 for me with the band. Mm-hmm. What was it? Quick follow-up question. What was it like the first time you met him? Uh, well, it was in Boston. I'll never forget it. It was at the, um, I think it's called the Orpheum or Orpheus Theater. Uh, we were rehearsing for the Fleet Center, uh, which is where the first of the Captain Fantastic shows were to happen. And uh, there was a church nearby in Boston. It was a beautiful day. Uh, it was right around 1130 in the morning. And the band had already been there with the choir, small choir, um, and all the tech and, you know, very few people. And there was this long walkway into the Orpheum Theater. And I remember I was standing there with Davey and I said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Ah, fuck it. You know, don't, don't be nervous. What are you nervous about? And, you know, <clears throat> it was a big deal. And this limo pulls up. Uh, Elton walked out. And I didn't want to just be standing there waiting. So I pretended to be busy. Uh, and then uh, he walked out of the limo and uh, Davey introduced us. And uh, Elton, this is uh, Adam, Adam Chester, I told you. And, oh, Adam, nice to meet you. And he put his hand out and then we hugged. And, uh, and you know, I was like, shit, I'm hugging Elton John. This is crazy. And uh, and then we went into the theater and, and started rehearsal. And it was just, you know, Elton was at the his piano and I was at his keyboard right in front of him and he was off to my right. And uh, band started rehearsing. Uh, we were doing um, Better Off Dead. That was the first song we did. And... Uh, he said, Adam, what, what are those, uh, the first chords of, uh, of that? I, you know, cause he hadn't done his homework. He wasn't ready. 
And I said, well, it's an A flat over C. Then you go to the D flat. And I was leading him down the whole lick. I said, oh, thank you. I'm telling Elton what his chords are. This is insanely awesome. I, I shoot me. So, uh, you know, he would do it. And uh, uh, I think at that point, I knew I was kind of in, in, in some way. Um, and it was really all, you know, Davey's doing that just, you know, he had faith in me and confidence in me to, because I loved the song so much and he knew I could sing it and play it. Um, and it all just came down to that moment in Boston where it was, uh, that was one crazy rehearsal. Nice. <laughs> with me sitting on stage man and, and mm -hmm. you know it, it's only gotten better from there yes another follow-up question you and me have a mutual friend actually uh -oh. with mr john mahon <laughs> ah sorry uh john yes no uh mahon he's um what is uh He's a coin collector. Is he a famous coin collector? Is a, I don't. Yes, of course, John. Now it is. Yeah, no, he's a cool dude. I I, I like John. He's pretty funny. Yes, he was he actually pretends. He pretends like he doesn't know me and stuff. I I saw an interview once. Uh, I think it was with uh, Tom Cridlin. and uh, and Tom said, "Oh, um, you're working with uh, Adam Chester rehearsing." He goes. Oh yeah, that Adam guy. He's uh, you know, <laughs> what the? Yeah, okay, that John guy. What do you think of that, buddy? Um, he's really cool. He helped me out on my uh, on my Quarantella, which um, which was this whole thing I created with my wife uh, uh, that I was doing outdoor concerts uh, and raising money for uh, nonprofits. And John came over. Uh, I think he did it twice with me. Uh, once, maybe just once, once with the USC marching band, which was freaking awesome. And we did Tusk and, um, and I had six members, alumni members of the, uh, marching band come tuba. I mean, it, it was freaking awesome. Uh, but yeah, John's, John's a great, great dude. Mm -hmm. He actually has helped us too. We, um, Oh, cool. We have our, we had our, we're taking a small break from it, but we had our monthly fundraiser we call Buddy Aid. Mm -hmm. And um, we raised money in April for the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Oh, that's awesome. And then John was our buddy of honor and he donated a signed tambourine. And we actually ended up having a bidding war, like just a, oh, something like great. It was going to be a raffle, but then all of a sudden someone's like, I'll donate $100 if I can have that. And then someone's like, I'll go 200 Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It ended up being $300 for, uh, he ended up, we got $300. I'll go yep. 301 Yeah. Wait, who who signed it? Uh, John Mayon himself. I know. I'm kidding. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's pretty awesome. He's, yes. he's got a very generous heart and, uh, yes. you know, that that's cool. And if it wasn't for him, we would we raised seven hundred dollars that night alone. That's awesome. So he's a he's a great buddy of mine. He's truly fantastic. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this whole whole pandemic had us, you know, rethinking how to help, and uh, you know, all all of my gigs were gone. Rehearsals with Elton were off, and um, you know, I thought, well, what better thing to do than take my keyboard outside 
play for some neighbors, stream it on Facebook and, and raise some money. So we raised um, 20,000 for nonprofits and I'm so proud of that. We didn't keep a penny of the donations. Um, and a lot of people were like, shouldn't you take a percent or something? I was like, nah, it's not right. And even though, you know, the times were hard for my wife and I and our family, it was like, that brought me such joy planning those shows on a weekly basis. And actually Davey uh, played five of them with me. Ooh. Um, and uh, it, it was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Just amazing. You know? Yes. Now, I got to ask, in an audience-appropriate way, you've got to have some amazing band stories, some amazing, like, just behind-the-scenes stuff, you know? Give me it, let's say, PG at least, you know? So I'll keep it as PG as I can. Can we not curse? Uh, yeah, you can curse if it's, like, quoted or whatever. I just like to keep it family-oriented, you know? Got it. I'll be, I'll be very tame. Uh, so I won't talk about that story. <laughs> uh, you know, some of the, some of the, one of the moments I remember, uh, was the first time I worked with Ray Cooper. Um, and he and I have gotten very close, uh, over the years. And I love that man. Um, you know, he, he, he personifies, you know, percussion, like I've never seen. He, he becomes a timpani drum. He's, uh, it's pretty awesome. And, uh, so the very first rehearsal I was working with him, uh, we were doing, um, Indian sunset and it was just he and I, and we were in, uh, the rehearsal studios in LA <laughs> and it was just my family, my wife and kids, um, Davey and his wife and kids, the band, Bob Birch was alive and Bob was there as well. Uh, I don't think Kathy was there, his wife. Um, but uh, the two cellos were there because uh, they were playing at the time with us. Um, and I'm trying to remember, I think it was Kim. I think that guy had just passed. Um, but, but anyway, so at that moment, the rehearsal sort of stopped and everybody went to their specific spots on the couches, the chairs, big, big rehearsal room. It was me and Ray. And he's right in front of this Yamaha Motif 8 that I'm playing, that's Elton's. And we start playing uh, Indian Sunset, and I'm singing it. And I know we're recording this because, you know, Elton has to hear how it's sounding and whatnot. So I'm very self-conscious of that and not so much everyone watching. Uh, and I think I made it through the first two lines and I said, stop. And, you know, everybody's like, what? And I said, I can do that better. And even though I realized this wasn't about me in that moment, it kind of was because I wanted to impress Ray. Um, I wanted to be my best and I knew I wasn't sounding quite on. And so we started it again and I swear to God, I never stopped. And, and we did that song from, from front to end. And when we were done, the room erupted and it was like, I mean, it was like one of those moments where 
I knew that that recording that I would play that recording down the line at some point at my funeral, some, something like that. But that was one of the greatest moments of the rehearsals I had ever experienced. It was just me and Ray, uh, Davey and everyone watching in the band, Bob, who would constantly, you know, jab me. I, I, I adored Bob. Um, you know, he was like, ladies and gentlemen, live from Van Nuys, it's Adam Chester in the Elton John band. Yeah, you know, and it was, he was just such a character. Um, and I think that's how that, that song started with him introducing it. But I'll never forget that moment with, with just Ray and I, you know, taking off in Indian Sunset. Uh, I've seen the set dozens of times now with Elton and Ray. And I got to tell you, there was a passion in that moment that I've yet seen, um, you know, because it's a very different song uh, for Elton. And uh, it, it really is. Uh, it was just one of those moments. Uh, there are dozens of other stories that are probably not uh, half as uh, tame. Um, you know, I remember being out to. Uh, oh, here. Ah. This, I'll give you my favorite story. I should have remembered it, and I'll keep it quick. Um, we had just finished the show at the Madison Square Garden, at Madison Square, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Fantastic. It was 2005. We did four shows, four nights there, and two at the Fleet Center in Boston prior. But anyway, so I was with this chorus. They were the uh, Voice of Atlanta um, small group. And... Elton sort of awarded me the position of singing with them on stage because of all the work I had done, getting him ready, getting the band ready, getting the choir ready, whatever. And so I don't think they liked me much, (laughs) but regardless of that, they had these dance steps that they choreographed for the show. Now, listen, I play piano and sing. I don't dance. That's why I play piano and sing. So these steps I had to learn, you know, they, they were they were like movements, you, you know, um, you know, <laughs> you know, to, to songs like Better Off Dead, Better Off Dead, Better Off Dead, Better Off Dead. I, I don't know what the hell they were doing. So I, I had to go to their hotel room uh, a couple nights before and learn these steps. And I'm like panicked. I'm like, I, I just want to sing up on, I don't want to have to worry about steps. So I'm up there and I'm doing it with the, with the voices of Atlanta. And after the second show, we're done with the show lights down, right? We go out and I'm walking with a friend of mine in front of the garden. And this couple walks up to me, husband and wife, excuse me, excuse me, sir. I'm like, yes, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were you the guy um, singing up on stage with the choir? Um, yeah, I, I, I was, I said, rather shocked. And then they said to me, did you win that position to be up there? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was classic. It was freaking classic. And um, and I thought, you know what? I guess I did, man, because, uh, uh, you know, I didn't know what I was 
doing with those steps? Uh, you, you know, and and they were they were all so cool. Everybody was cool with me being there, except for the voices of Atlanta. And um, I don't blame them. I mean, I'm not part of their group, and I, it was just it was a weird thing. Uh, but I, I had a blast. Hey, that's all that matters, you know. Uh, you that's know, all and and you know, Elton didn't mind. You know, he was you know whatever. Uh, it was all fun. I'd kill to see some of those steps if I could. On if I ever see video of that of the choir doing that i'm sure it's horrific <laughs> if only youtube was as popular as it is today you know oh my god i i've never i've never looked for the dance steps i i i can't do it i can't do it oh. i don't know that was perfect so you mentioned rehearsing songs like you mentioned rehearsing like indian sunset what are some of your favorite songs to rehearse with the band? You know, for a friend, Love Lies Bleeding. Nothing better than that. Um, the first time I rehearsed that with the band uh, was with Guy Babylon. And um, 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 why am I forgetting uh, Martin, uh, my friend, Martin Tillman, the cellist. This is mm -hmm. before the two cellos joined. It was... Uh, um, Oh, I don't know. Maybe they had joined, but it was 2007. We were rehearsing, and it was the first time I had rehearsed uh, "Funeral for a Friend" and "Love Lies Bleeding," and we did it in the in the uh, in the rehearsal studios. And after we were done, Guy said to me, "You do that really well." And I said, "Thank you." I mean, that has always. I did that song in high school with the rock ensemble and they brought me out in coffin. There was dry ice. I had a three piece suit. I mean, it, it was, it was pretty much ingrained in my uh, heart. Um, and so that meant a lot that that guy had said that to me because uh, it was, it's pretty cool. Uh, that's mm -hmm. one of my favorite songs to rehearse. Nowadays, you know, um, I like doing the oddities uh, that we, you know, and that's why they call me on board when they're trying to, on board a song that they haven't done in a long time. Um, and so we did Island Girl, I guess, a couple of years ago now. And he decided not to put it in the set because uh, he thought it was too, Elton thought it was too poppy compared to the rest of the songs. And mm -hmm. I love that song. I, I think it's uh, the most, one, one of the most original uh, piano licks, you know, um, one of the most odd piano licks uh, that I, I know. Um, to that dissonant bass over the um, over the chord, and it's uh, it was really fun to play. But he thought, eh, yeah, it's too poppy. But uh, we gave it a whirl, uh, and anything from Captain Fantastic, those songs were amazing to play. Someone uh, saved my life tonight. That you know, you know, I I don't want to take credit for this because uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I'm responsible for it. But at the end of that song, when he does that lick, you know, that bit. So when we first started rehearsing that, um, I stopped completely. I went, and and Davey said, 
I really like that. He said, Elton lets those chords ring. And I thought, well, why? It's so much more powerful if you all cut off at the same moment. And I swear to God, <laughs> next time I saw that show, he stopped. And I thought, wow, I wonder wonder if that was me. I don't know. I, I you know, he, he won't, uh, he doesn't thank me uh, on uh, uh, concert. He doesn't have to do that crap. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I don't know if that was because of me. But I like to think um, it was, you know. Mm hmm Absolutely. Hey, it's the silent appreciation. You know, it's the silent. That's it. Connection. That's totally it. So totally. I got something that's going to shock you a little bit. Uh oh. For someone who's never been to an Elton John concert before. What? Who? Are you kidding me? I want to go in 2022 when they come to Hershey, PA. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I wonder if I know someone that uh, is associated with the, uh, I'll have to make some calls. I might have some friends who work with the band. Hmm. Oh, um, <laughs> shit. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's wild. I want to so bad though. I oh, want to, it's my, it's my dream. And I've got, yeah. you, you yeah. want, I mean, the farewell yes. show is, is so good. And if mm -hmm. for anything, you have to see that movie at the end where they thank everyone, uh, including me, which was really cool. Nice. That was my question to you. What's the experience? What's your experience? Like, what's it been, like, how would you describe it to someone if they came up to you and said, I've never been to a concert before, but I really want to go. Um, what would you describe the experience like? It's a lot different than it used to be. Um, you know, he was a lot more agile back, you know, in the seventies, of course. Um, he would fly all over that damn piano and um, jump up and, you know, everything you've seen in the, in the movies and videos now. But um, now he is, I think having children, and, and I say this as a dad myself, um, I think Elton having kids, he's, he's such a loving um, human being. And mm -hmm. the kids only brought that out more. And so the intensity with which he performs now uh, in relation to the audience, everything he used to do in aerobics on the piano on the stage is now focused on his piano playing and his relationship and, and gracious um, thankfulness of the audience. And I think that's the big change. Um, the concert is just like you're, you're seeing a close friend play music that you grew up with. And, and the person playing it knows that this music means so much to you. And he's so appreciative of that in a non-ego way. It, it, seems, it seems the ego left and, and his appreciation is so genuine and so real. I, I think it's one of the warmest um shows that i've seen the videos are stunning that that david his husband um really wrangled and um it, it's a beautiful show i mean you know i think you'll feel so connected um not only to the music but to elton in ways that i never felt having seen him you know many times in the 80s and 90s and whatever but um he's different now and and i think it's a, it's a beautiful uh 
progression of where he is now. Yes, that sounds amazing. I can't wait now. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. These songs that you know and are so ingrained in our hearts and our memories and our, and our thoughts are, um, you know, when the person who wrote them is singing it to you, um, it doesn't matter that he's reading the words on a prompter um, because he wrote those words. And he knows them by heart. Like he knows them. He's just there in case something happens. Like someone, there, you know, yeah. I, need, I need the words too because I'll, I'll really? read them, you know. But newscasters need words, you know, and they do it every single night. Exactly. It, and it's like, you know, people used to ask me, well, he wrote the songs. What's he need the prompters for? You'll be surprised. You know, Bruce has a teleprompter, Clapton. I mean, give these guys a break. You, yeah. You know, you, you, know, you may know it by heart, but there's always that one chance something happens. Something it's just stress. It's the yeah. stress of, of you get caught up in the moment. You get caught up in some, or like yeah. you know, as a as a practicing stand up comedian, you may know this rhythm by heart or something, but you change yeah. one thing. You change like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna change this up because the audience likes to go this route or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it changes the whole thing because then you're used to this pattern. You're used to this. Okay. Da, 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 da. Then right. you change something and it's like, wait, was I here? Was I there? Was I this? this you know? Right. Right. And, and, you know, the mess ups that happen um, because they do happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's things that you learn from and that hopefully audiences and, and members of the band forgive and move on. Um, uh, you, you know, and, it's fascinating to see um, how well the band functions as a unit. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't imagine Elton without, uh, you know, Davey and, and the band. It's just, you know, they're, they're part of those songs. Yes. And even though other musicians can play them, it's like, you know, that, that's, that's really an impressive lineup. Mm-hmm. You reminded me of a funny story. I heard this on when John did another interview on another podcast. Mm-hmm. He said like Elton likes to let them be experimental. Like he likes to let them do their thing. Like, hey, if I have this great idea, why not try it out? So right. John was doing something different this one show. Like he tried something different on a song. And this is where those bloopers come in. This is where something like that, you know. Right. Because Elton turned to him and what John thought he heard was, John, stop. What Elton said was, don't stop. Oh, my God. So he stops, and then Elton just turns and looks at him like, what are you doing? Like, oh, no. That's hysterical. Yeah. That's hysterical. That's- but, he, but he said, like, you know, like you said, you just got to bounce back from it. You just got to keep moving on, and then you'll talk about it later. Worst case scenario. Like, right. you'll say, like, here's what, I he- here's what I heard. Here's what you said. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. where the most communication happens. Yep. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. you know, that the music is so timeless and um mm-hmm. you know it's just it, it transcends those little things that happen along the way and um i i uh you know i've been there and it's like it's it's just something you you move on from and and everybody's uh you know uh you know so into what they're doing it means that much you know yes that's what i was trying to say yes so with that, I'm ask, I'm wondering, are you, you sound like you have so many great experiences with the band. Are you anxious to get back on the road with them? Oh, and, oh, or are yeah. you also enjoying your time like that no. you have because of the no. pandemic? <laughs> I'm done with time, man. I'm done with time off. 
I, I, you know, um, I'm supposed to, we're supposed to start rehearsing in July and, um, and then we're supposed to, uh, start our, the tour, their tour. It's not our tour. Um, but I'm supposed to join them in, uh, Berlin and, uh, do some rehearsals there because the show hasn't been up and running for a while. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be the guy playing and singing and trying the, uh, the, the riser thing. You know that lifts Elton into infinity. If you've seen the end of the yeah. show, um, yeah. Funny thing after, is, uh, after Good um, Day, Yellow Brick Road, the the first the first time I did that, I think it was in uh, Pennsylvania. We were rehearsing the show, and and they said, "Okay, now you gotta you gotta go up that lift." And I'm like, "Me? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what Elton's gonna take." I thought exactly what my dog said. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what the hell? And by the third or fourth time I did it, I was like, you know, totally, I was waving hi at everybody, you know, even though there was only tech and, you know, whoever <laughs> band. And the last time I did it, I thought, you know, screw it. And I thought, I can see Elton doing this on his last show. And I dropped my pants and I mooned everybody. And uh, it just, it felt so good, so freeing. And I, I, and everybody was applauding and you know, they were, they were videotaping it. And, and I said, guys, if there's anything you could send me a video of, of that, I'd really appreciate it. And they said, yeah, we can't do that. We, <laughs> we don't want that out there. <laughs> it's right in here, man. You exactly. Uh, it was great. Exactly. We, we all have fun. Yes. So yes. to answer your question the long way, I can't wait to jam with those guys again and um it, it's just nothing but fun uh mm -hmm. can't wait yeah hey when you do tell them nick said hi i definitely will are you kidding we gotta yeah. get you to a show is, is what oh we do. hey when, we, when i'm like i said i'm planning on hershey 2022 gotta save up the funds at least so i can get a good seat you know i i don't even know about that i mean John, John's pretty loaded. Well, I, I'll hit him up and see what we can do here. I'd, I would might appreciate that. <laughs> but um, yeah, for now, I'm going to ask you three questions that I always ask my buddies that come on the show. First off, you're not a guest. You're a buddy. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Yes. So in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Um, you know, um, being someone's buddy is... Uh, for them to be there when you need and for you to be there when they need. And, um, you know, I can have my friends, my buddies I've known since I was third in the third grade and we may not talk for a year because we're just busy. Mm -hmm. But when we talk, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but it's a cliche in that, we pick up where we left off and, and there's no guilt. There's no stress. There's no, you know, where have you been? What have you yeah, been? To? We're just part of each other's lives, even though we can't be part of each other's lives at that moment. Um, so, so I'd say a buddy is just someone who you can relate to on a constant level, whether you're there or not. Um, and someone I could turn to and, tell my darkest secrets to and and my most happiest moments to share um and you've allowed me to do both of those things here so i, I really appreciate that and thank you 
that's very buddy like and yes and we like it when our buddies are genuine we like it when you got the you've had some amazing stories today you know it hasn't just been what's it like working with them oh it's nice yeah, yeah. yeah right, right or like giving you that like that hit that like mental message of like can't talk about that or can't do this can't do that right, you know right um, so. you know it, it it's it's it hasn't been uh an an easy road all the time but uh for the moments i do have that are so special to talk about it's um it makes me realize that uh it's not so bad um mm -hmm. and you know we can all get through whatever we've been through together and uh it's been a it's been an interesting time it really has yes i don't now, mean on the show i i mean you know in life yeah yeah in life yeah i know, I know. <laughs> right now part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy oh so oh. if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice ah. what would it be and why no no question about it it would be the american cancer society um my father passed from pancreatic cancer when I was eight. He was 43. Mm. Um, uh, I dealt with my own cancer uh, six years ago now, and I'm okay now. Uh, thank you. Uh, cancer sucks. And it does. I, I met a lot of beautiful souls, um, you know, on my journey into a club that I never wanted to belong to. Uh, never thought I would have anything to do with leading the healthy life I did, but it hits. And um, and so the American Cancer Society, without question, um, would be where my heart will always be. It's a beautiful, beautiful choice. I've had relatives, you know, the, the my grandfather, the one that gave me the name Buddy, the oh. one that inspired this entire show, passed from lung cancer and dealt with it for over 10 oh, years. Wow. wow. You know? Um, I just lost a grandmother a couple of years ago um, to leukemia. Oh, so it's it, you're right. It does oh. suck, and especially when it's a relative like you know that you yeah. like grandmother. Even even battling cancer, even battling, she was still having Sunday dinners every Sunday. She was yeah. still like you would go over to, after a round of chemo. You would go over and just say, "Hey, you know, Grandma, like, what can we do for you? What can we get you?" Oh no, I'm fine. I'm good. Are you hungry? Do you want this? If you can tell, she was Italian. So yeah, you hungry? Yeah, my you wife this? is Italian. Like, I know that. We're all like, we're all like, Grandma, sit down, relax. We got this. No, no, I got, I got to do this. I got to. Do this. I'm like, Grandma, it's relax. part of their life, you know. Yes, you know that's yes. that's beautiful. I'm sorry for your loss, but I, Thank I, you. I understand. You know, it's um it makes you realize how precious and short life is. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, realizing my own mortality at a young age, um, you know, it was like crap, uh, you mm -hmm. know, uh, but you know, you pull through, you do the best you can. And luckily I, I was one of the lucky ones. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, American cancer society, um, yes. in a motivational way, you're still standing, you know? Yes, indeed, aren't I? I'm yep. actually still sitting right now, but I will <laughs> be standing soon. Um, yes, that's that's the truth of it. Yep. Yes, you are still standing. That's one of my, that's my all-time favorite Elton song because oh, even, wow, cool. even me, like I am, you know, I'm a bully survivor. I've been picked on because I'm a, if you can't tell, I'm a little person. I have a form of dwarfism called hypochondroplasia. 
I, I didn't even notice, nor would I care. Exactly. Yeah. But so just being through everything, you know, being through like walking into church with your mother, standing aside to hold the door for her and right. hearing someone drive by and yell, effing midget or something like whatever it's like yeah I, people are so freaking cruel it's like mm -hmm. you know well see and, and I, my wife's uh, sister um uh has brain damage um uh, and you know so she's in a home full time and mm. you know um we go to see her hope you know as much as we can but it's made my kids re realize that just because you look different or you look handicapped or you look like not somebody else, you're the same. And it's like, that's such a lesson that I never got when I was a kid. So, so having Janina in our lives, um, that's her name made mm -hmm. us realize, you know, she's just Janina. That's who she yes. is. It's, it's, yeah. She's a beautiful soul. She, she does this when, when we play Elton for her because she's dancing. That's how she dances to the music. That's beautiful. And, and it's like, you know, so when we see her, we, we do that. To, I mean, it's, you know, and, and beautiful, beautiful for you for being who you are. Thank um, you. And like I said, I, I never, I didn't even see that in you, nor would I give a hoot because mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're a beautiful soul, man. Mm -hmm. I, I just, you asked me to do this and I was like, yeah, you know, um, so I'm mm -hmm. in, man. I'm in. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, one lesson that I've always learned through all of this, I toured with a ministry back mm. in the summer, back in like 2015, 2016. And I would, I'll, I'll give you my personal story some other time, you know, but um, our main speaker, I would always go up and I've shared this story through at least 20 different states. Mm. Our main speaker would always come up afterwards and say, you know what the main difference between Nick and all of you is, or Nick and me? You can see his challenge. Mm. Can't see yours. Can't see mine. Right. We're all going through something no matter what. We're all, right. everyone has a challenge no matter what, if they can see it, if it's physical like me. Yeah. Or if something, you know, but right. it's all about how, you know, are you, one of my favorite movies is Rocky. Ah, I love Rocky. Yes. The first one, man, that was the best. Yes. I yes. just had Talia Shire on one of my shows. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so awesome. But go, I would, tell me. Tell me. I, would, I dream of meeting that cast one day, you know? Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's all about, it's all about the quote. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Yes, you know? yes. Or there's even, it's not directly said in the movie, but there's a quote from there that says, every champion was once a contender who refused to give up. Mm. And that's how I handle everything. That's how I, you know, no matter how many times a bully knocks me down, no matter how many times someone makes a comment about my size or just has that intention, like I said, you know, you're walking into church with your mother out of all the places and yeah, someone drives by and yells yeah. those words to you, you know? It's about yeah. how hard you can get hit and just keep moving forward. You can walk into that church and say, like, um, you know, why me? Why? What did I do to deserve that today or something? Or you can walk into that church and say, whatever caused that person to say what he said, please forgive him and heal him. Right, right. That's beautiful. I mean, yes. You know, uh, it's um, there's a lot of cruelty out there in the world, uh, especially 
Well, they now sunshine and rainbows. Oh my God. Yeah. And, um, I won't get into the politics of it, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, here in California, you know, there's a lot of that, uh, you know, people think it's such a liberal, you know, everywhere there's hate, everywhere mm -hmm. there is hate and, yep. and we must get over that together. I mean, yes. And just fluff it off and, and see what we can do to make a difference through exactly. music, through friendship, through whatever yes. we can. Yes. And this is leading into our new, uh, our new promotion that we're doing here on BuddyCast, which is, or our new um, campaign, which is be a buddy, not a bully. What are, your what are your thoughts on that message? Um, yeah, I've never bullied uh, anyone in my life, so it's not something I understand, though I've dealt with it, um, mm -hmm. because I was certainly bullied in, in high school, in, um, in elementary school, um, when I was just a, a pimply kid uh, with glasses and, um, I, I wasn't, you know, uh, I, 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 I had to wear a shirt all the time because I had breakouts of acne all mm. over my chest and back. And, you know, that was embarrassing as a, as an elementary school kid. And, um, you know, I had to deal with a lot of that nonsense and, um, and then, you know, luckily meeting Doug who had MS and, his struggles with leading the rock ensemble in, uh, in high school, it made me realize helping is so much better. So, um, Jesus, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Be a be a buddy, not an idiot. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, uh, it's just that simple. I mean, yes. it, it, it's so hard for me not to be a buddy to someone. I, I just don't understand it. That's the true meaning of buddy cast. Yeah, I don't understand people who bully. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. I'm all behind your your efforts, your slogans. It's all in. Yeah, man. It's it's like I I, I just I don't understand it, and uh, and, and you know it, it, it's so verbal too. You know, it, it can be so such a verbal trip as as well. Um, but yeah, I, I there's there's a way to get beyond that through love and through being mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, C.S. Lewis says it best. Friendship is born when one friend says to another, "You too." I thought I was the only one. Yeah, that is nice. Mm -hmm. I think I just got a chill when you said that. Because um, mm -hmm. yeah, me too. Yes. Yep. Yes. And now, buddy, I think I would I would love to talk to you for the entire day. <laughs> I'd be up, up for it. Yes, we have to. Hey, we have to meet up sometime or something. I'm, after I'm game, man. Hopefully this, you know, we start traveling soon. You know, I'm thinking, really, are we rehearsing in July? OK, you know, mm -hmm. we'll see. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as we wrap up the show, it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Uh -oh. You ready for this? Yep. For anyone out there who wants to be a musician, what is your advice to them? No matter what no matter what age you are um, or what you're, you're going through financially, emotionally, if it's what you do, then don't say it's what you want to do. Say it's what you do and just do it. 
The goal should not be to be famous, to be rich. The goal should be to be enriched and be happy. And I try to say that to myself every day because there was a long time I wanted to be famous and rich and the next Elton. But, you know, what I find people are most drawn to is when I'm real at the piano and I just sit and play and, and it's like, whoa, you know, that when, when you can put meaning into what you do and devote yourself to it, that's power. That's the power you should strive for because that's what people relate to. And that's where you lose that bully nonsense. And, and that's where people relate and become, I want to know that person. I, I want to be friends with that person. That's what's so important. So that's my advice. Don't, 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 I want to be a musician, be a musician. Mm -hmm. I love it. Love it. That is some of the best advice we have heard. Well, buddy, like I said, I would talk to you for ages because you have been wow. a tremendous well, guest. But stick around I, for a minute afterwards, even. Well, you I, know, I didn't, I didn't even look at the watch once, and I'm like, oh my god, less is more, honey. Less is more is what my wife tells me. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, no, this, this was absolute fun. I, I'd love to come back and do it again. Oh, 100 percent. Um, you are always welcome on this show, no matter what. Just say the word if you got something to promote. Much. If you just want to chat. Whatever you want, just say the words and we'll get you on. Because that's awesome. what buddy's for, you know? But thank you. you. That's brilliant. Yes. Like I said, stick around thank for a minute so, afterwards. So much. Yes. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Adam Chester. And before we end the show, I have one favor to ask you. Yes. Go be someone's buddy today. I'm on my way. Awesome. We'll catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. <laughs> well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't be lonely to make it, buddy, here on BuddyCast. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.